hello listeners. Welcome back to Living Well While Living Online. This is Tammy Riley, your host. I'm really thankful that you are here today, and I'm looking forward to sharing one of my students at Quinnipiac with you, Carly Bowersox. And you will truly be inspired by Carly, her energy, her focus, her commitment to her own health and well-being, but also to those that she touches with all of the work that she does. So stay tuned for Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studios. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the next episode of Living Well While Living Online. This week, I'm so excited to share one of my favorite students. I shouldn't have favorites, but you know, sometimes you do because you get to know them really well. Um, Carly Bowersox is a three plus one student at Quinnipiac. So you're a grad student, but you're but it's a very unique program we have at Quinnipiac. They do it in four years, which is so amazing. And she can give you a little more of that. And we got to know each other a few years ago. As a freshman, she decided she was, you know, interested in fitness and wanted to look and seek what it would be like to be a fitness professional and a teacher and jumped in with both feet and has just been so incredible. And I love following her. I love everything she does. She is all things health and wellness, but at the same time has this incredible business sense and and is, is on this business journey. So she will describe a little bit of that to you. So Carly, welcome. Hi, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you and your listeners today. Yeah, Carly, is, um, it, it's a lot to, to go into the 3 plus 1 program as a freshman. Some are 17, some are 18. Like That whole piece of how you know that you can do that and then the demand that that program has because you're pretty much in class all the time and you're going to you know, elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I'm just in awe of our students in general, that they can do that. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a big commitment and it's intense. And then you have seamlessly layered on all these other things. So I know you teach for me and you teach, you know, like three classes at least a week, which as people who have been following this kind of know, we've talked about the behind the scenes of fitness. It's more than just showing up for that class. There's a lot of back stuff that happens in preparation. You have all of that. You you nanny. So you have another job and you've done your internships and you have this amazing Instagram and following as an influencer. So I just want people to know that's a lot of stuff going on in the middle of trying to keep your grades up and be a student. So, so I'm bowing down to you <laughs> yeah. and I'd love for you to just share a little bit of some of the, some of what I've just chatted about. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it is a lot. And when you list all the things, <laughs> like a lot, and honestly, just for checking in on me, I'm like, did I actually, am I actually doing all that right now? <laughs> I guess I guess we'll start with school because I always prioritize school throughout everything just because that's you know why I'm here and that's what I'm doing. So um, honestly, starting three plus one, um, it's an invite only. So I actually didn't really know what the program was until I got into the school. Um, I know my my sister actually graduated from 
Quinnipiac as well. And her roommate was in the program. And that's kind of how I first heard of it. Um, And I thought it was great. You know, three plus one, you get two degrees in four years. And I wasn't really thinking any much more than just that four year kind of, you know, time length. Um, And I didn't really think about you know, the work, I just knew, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to just put your head in the book and do it. But I learned so much throughout my time, it kind of gave me, you know, a little bit of an edge, you know, when I'm talking to interviewers, and I'm saying, you know, yes, I have my master's degree in four years, and they're, you know, wow, that's awesome. But they don't know, you know, what went into that, you know, I, I, sacrifice some summers taking classes you know when I say sacrifice I mean I'm by the pool with my laptop but (laughs) you're not going out and doing summer things all day long you're taking you know two classes over the summer online which kind of gave me a nice little precursor into zoom classes this Mm -hmm. semester COVID and everything because you know we had been doing it since the beginning actually online classes so I'm grateful for Quinnipiac for actually giving us that you know, opportunity to learn in Zoom or, you know, online classes before we switched completely over. So it didn't feel totally, you know, foreign to us. But it was, you know, January break, I was taking a class, I was taking seven classes instead of during each semester. Um, Now it's a little bit different, because, you know, by mistake, I front loaded like crazy. I took like as many classes as I could in the beginning, you know, Actually, it was probably for the best because I feel like that's when your motivation is. Yes, <laughs> now I'm in my last semester. I'm taking four classes and two of them are online. And I'm like, this is amazing. I've never taken this less classes in my life. Seven, but, seven classes is no joke. Yeah, it's it's no joke. And it's it's fine. I should say everything feels normal when you're taking them. But then it's those like weeks. And I'm sure all students and even you will know like, it's those weeks that everything is like every deadline is that week. And you're like, how did they all come to this one week? And you're stressed out like crazy for that one week. And then after it's like, it's nice sailing and you're, you're fine. But it's like all the finals are on one day, all the projects are due on one day and everything, you know, you have to teach three classes that week and you have this and you have, you know, you want to go out with your friends and that's when you really feel the pressure. But I, you know, my, I would always have like the one day where I'm like, I'm going to allow myself to stress out today. And I'm going to have like that mini breakdown. You're like, I have so much to do. And I do that breakdown. I call my dad. He tells me not to stress out. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm fine. Oh <laughs> and I move gosh. on. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. It's clockwork. It's actually clockwork at the beginning of every semester. <laughs> I have one day where I'm like, I am not a student. I know how to do any of this. I've never done this before. And I call my dad. He's like, yes, you have. You've done this for four years now. You're fine. <laughs> Just make a list. And that's what I do. I make a list. I prioritize. I get my schoolwork done. And then, you know, I have my job. So I have the fitness. So it's like, what classes am I going to teach this week? What classes do I need to make choreo for? And what classes can I just go into? Like, you know, kick it by Eliza. I love teaching it because I don't have to prepare choreo. It's already there for me. So I walk in and it's, I teach the class and I walk out. Bar is a little different where I have to plan and prepare a little bit more, but I also like that creative freedom. So yeah. 
there's been weeks, but yeah. So for people who don't know, just really quickly, Kick It by Eliza mm-hmm. is a program that was is local by a woman local in um, Carly's area, Massachusetts. And so mm-hmm. she started taking classes, and and Eliza created this kickboxing program. So it is a pre choreographed. So that's what Carly means by it's yeah. already done. Like she gets the choreography. She's like, we're doing you know session number nineteen, and then it's like memorized in her head, and she goes. So as a fitness professional, there are sort of two ways that we can operate where we have these pre-done things for us, which is great. But I love how you also said the other piece, which can be a lot of work when you're doing your own choreography on your own, but there's so much creativity and so much blending and fusion and so much of yourself that comes out. So, you know, there's pros and cons to both. Exactly. And, and just over the years, even like from that first, you know, bar certification we did in, it was like Jan, it was like this time, my freshman year, I think, because I remember- I was like, oh, I want to teach here. Or I didn't even know you. I didn't, didn't even know each to, other. I didn't go to one group fitness class. I didn't even know Quinnipiac had group fitness. <laughs> I just saw a bar and I was like, I'm going to do it because I had just gotten into fitness. And I was like, I am getting pretty good. I kind of want to expand. I think I can, you know, lead a class. I think this would be great. And you're like, where do you want to teach? I was like, I don't really, I didn't really think about that. I just wanted to do it. And you're like, how about you teach for me? And I was like, great. And thrown <laughs> into the classroom next semester. You were like, no, no semester of mentoring. You're just going to get in the classroom. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and it's actually incredible how much my classes have changed since then I remember going into that first class I had like every second planned every like beat drop every move planned and now like for bar I'm like at the gym I'm like this is a great song I'm going to use this for this move and we go into the class and I'm like here we go and I find out even now the classes that I you know don't like totally program but just kind of know what I want to do end up being my best classes because it's so like going with the flow and you know doing what move you know feels best for your body next and it's it's very it's I feel like the rhythm and flow is amazing when I just kind of go into it with an open mind which is great you're also what I love about those moments too is you're really feeding off the energy of the people in the class in that moment you know Spending time choreographing things and planning is great. Like, you know, I'm a big proponent of the plan. But Mm -hmm. then when you're in that moment and you see what's in front of you to let it unfold organically is sometimes just such a gift, both to you and the students, right? Because everyone gets on board in that that synergy and that feeling. Exactly. And just like you said, you do feed off the energy. So when I see like my students like really struggling on – things I had like a three more count to three more exercises to, and they're all shaking. I'm like, all right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> we'll do something else. You know, you, you really do learn from them. And it's, it's, it is challenging now to on zoom because you don't have that energy mm. in person. So you're really just based on checking in and, you know, if people have their zoom cameras on or you're just looking at us, you're just looking at a blank screen, you know, telling them to keep going. That's great too. But um, it's definitely, you know, a learning experience and I can't wait to get back into the studio and feel that in-person energy because it really is amazing. And it, it just, it makes teaching so much better. I'm sure it makes the class so much better for my students too. So I can't wait to get back in the studio to Yeah. Can we talk a little more about that? I love that you already segued right into, so what happened for us on campus when everything sort of happened in March for us in our pandemic world, 
you know, we we went virtual just like everybody else and we decided right away, okay, if academic classes can be virtual, so can fitness classes. And all of our students on our team were just so willing to try. All of the students attending were so willing to be to give us grace and to figure some things out because, you know, there were some things to learn. But but now we're pretty adept at it. Now we know it's not going to go away. It's part of our life. But you hit on the fact like that energy. And for us as instructors, and this goes, I think, for most all teachers, it doesn't matter if you're teaching an academic class or a fitness class. It's about the attention and the energy and what you're feeling in the room. So how have you, like, just explain that a little more for you. Like when you're now teaching and you're in front of people, like, what does it feel like? And how are you, I'm going to say maybe compensating for that or, or maybe even rationalizing is the right word. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to lie. I, my motivation to teach on zoom is a little lower than going in person. I'm sure other instructors can really, you know, I'll stroll out of bed, you know, 30 minutes before I'm teaching and turn on my laptop. It's a little different than, you know, going into class and, you know, getting your music set up and all that stuff. You still have to do some prep, but, um, I think the biggest difference like is the energy, the, the, the participation, you know, I always encourage my students to leave their cameras on if they feel comfortable, because that just gives us that, you know, you know, snippet of energy. Like we're all together here. We're all doing the same workout. Um, I think that that's the most important part is just being able to see each other because it, that brings us into that studio, you know, feel that we're all together doing this workout. Um, I think there's a few differences. One being, I didn't know how hard my classes were to take full start to finish because you know, in, in person you're doing a few moves and you're demoing it yeah. and then you're going and you're, you're getting up checking form. And I'm like halfway through class, I'm like, holy moly, I can't, I'm doing this, I'm talking, I'm sweating. Like uh, it's crazy taking the whole class now with with everyone. So I'm like, I'm in it with you guys. I'm shaking with you guys right now. <laughs> and it's um, true. It's not just a line we say as a teacher, like, feel the burn. You know, it's like, holy crow, I feel the burn. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling the burn. I either like say this next you know move and how to properly do it or I breathe this next time. And it's, it's typically, you know, telling everyone what to do next. And it's so funny. I'm like, all right, we're going to grab water, aka I'm grabbing water <laughs> now because I need a break. <laughs> and I and that's another thing I totally encourage people, you know, I don't know what their fitness level is, or, you know, you know, maybe they took a break off during quarantine, and they're just getting back into fitness. I think it's super important when you're not in the studio to really be paying attention to people because, you know, you're not there to check form. So a lot of it is I'm saying a lot more, you know, verbal form checks, you know, throughout class to make sure everyone's still keeping, you know, a safe, good form, because you can't check that, you know, unless you're, you know, in your zoom camera, hey, what are you doing over there? Yeah. So it's it's definitely um, helped me as an instructor when we get back into the studio to properly give form checks, you know, quicker and more effective. And I've found easier ways of saying, you know, bring your knees back, <laughs> don't, you know, right. in that squat. So I think it's definitely a learning experience. I've learned so much. I do, you know, every once in a while, I've been like, you know, I really want to be in the studio. Like, I know I told you, I was like, I'm taking, I'm taking the winter off, you know, teaching. Yeah. I was back a week. I really just <laughs> needed a break. I don't know why I was so dramatic. I'm like, I'm off. And then I was 
three weeks, 7.15 in the morning. I was like, I don't know what I just got myself into. You did do that. It was very funny that you were like, nope, I'm good for, you know, for J term, which is great. Like, you know, when we do this, it's respect and honor your body. And sometimes you do need a break, but then you were like, yeah, "Yeah, no. And then (laughs) you just, I know I couldn't stay away. That's the thing. Like I, I'm like, when I get burnt out, I'm very, or I think I'm more burnt out than I am. And it's like, those are the times where I'm like coming into myself and I need to be, you need to take a few days off. You need to take a week off and reset and refresh and you'll be a hundred percent. You don't need to, you know, sometimes it's good to take that time off. But for me, I need to stay busy. Like I am the type of person who thrives off like having, you know, a to-do list. I need to be, you know, on to the next thing. And if I don't, I get very restless. And that's when I lose my momentum and my motivation is when I don't have anything. So I loved, I, I dreaded getting up at, you know, early in the morning. I'm not like that early riser. But after that, I was like, you know what, I'm up. Like, let me go to the gym after this. Like, let me start my day earlier. And I got more things done and I loved it. So it kind of turned me into a morning person. So those like those things you have to do that you might dread honestly become like those markers for your routine throughout the day, which I love. Oh yeah. That's so great. And having that accountability, which exactly. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. And it, and it is, and I'm a morning person. So I agree a hundred percent with what you say. Like that's how I start my day. And then I have so much more energy and the days yeah. that I don't, which you do, like, I'm also, obviously, this is a self-care podcast. Like, we need to honor our body and take a step back, but I have a harder time starting my day and to and to be productive. And that's okay, but um, but thank you for pointing that out. And, and maybe, you know, it's something you just discovered about yourself, which will be able to help you as you transition into um, fully being, you know, just work. I mean, I know you work yeah. a lot now, but... Um, but you'll be fully soon in a few months. My goodness, yeah. with that graduation. Um, a couple of things that you said. So maybe again, people don't realize that as a fitness instructor, you know, you do spend a lot more time, or you should, and many of us do coaching, right? So we set them up and then we're walking around because it is very difficult to do every move all the time and give all the cues that you want and be monitoring people, right? So it's it's how we keep the room safe. It's how we monitor our own energy, especially if some, some um, professionals teach three, four, five classes a day. Like, so you protect your body. And so on Zoom, the switch to Zoom, I've heard this from many instructors. It was so eye-opening because they've had to demo the whole time. And you're not, and this goes to yoga teachers that are like, oh my God, I'm so sore from all of my yoga classes that I normally teach, but now I'm doing a hundred percent. So it what that's such a great point. And and your takeaway from that is it's made you a better teacher. Which, yeah, that's so incredible to, that's a gift, right? In many ways. It definitely is. And I think, like I said, it's, it's just a learning experience. And when we all get back in the studio, I think it's just going to make it that much better because I, you know, I'm, I was the student as well. You know, I was taking the class and um, I think it will just make a better experience for all of us and make it a better class, make it, you know, everything increase it, advance it. So I think it honestly was for the best. I think anything that has come out of this year is we're all more technologically advanced. So, you know, we can take these classes wherever from wherever, which is awesome. Um, I love that. 
I was a little bit of a critic of Zoom classes in the beginning. I personally was like, I don't want to take it. I, I do better in the gym. You know, I need to, you know, be there. I need to get up and go somewhere. But I also love those mornings where I can roll out of bed and, you know, I set up, you know, the little home fitness corner. I'm sure everyone has kind of migrated to and it's like, let me just do like a quick ab workout. And it, it's so nice to like have that opportunity. And there's so much people ask me all the time. They're like, what home workouts do you love? I'm like, there is so much free content out there right now for people to use that they're actually, it, it, it blows my mind right now how much there is out there. All, all the new apps that have come out because of this, all the new platforms, you know, virtual studios, all your studios at home now switching to virtual like we did. And there's just so many opportunities for people to, you know, get in their fitness regimen at home and get motivated with different instructors. So I think that that's great. Yeah. I mean, for many people, the motivation with workout, we know it, that's universal. It's very hard to motivate mm -hmm. yourself and to stay with it. And going to the gym often gives people motivation. So I think that this is starting, you know, this whole trend over the last almost a year now has you know, reframed habits for people. So maybe you were the unmotivated person that needed to go to the gym to get the mm -hmm. workout done. And now many people have their at-home fitness corners. I mean, the market of at-home fitness products, you can't buy stuff. Um, so that is a great thing because as much as you and I both love the energy and will be back in a studio, this has really opened up opportunity for some people who were intimidated or, um, or that was the only way they can do it. Now they have some other options, which which yes. it really is. And it, and it makes you think about like what part of working out was your motivation versus your discipline. Cause mm -hmm. I would say I'm motivated all the time. That's a lie. I'm not motivated. Some days I'd love to stay in bed and just, you know, watch Netflix and not get up and go to the gym. Cause I'm fortunate enough to have my gym open again. But at that point, your discipline kicks in and you're like, I need to, you know, I wanted to work out this week you know, you set your goal five days a week and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get up. And even if I go to the gym for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm still getting up, going to the gym, doing what I need to do. And for me, that is my, that's my biggest piece of self-care for me is going, working out. I am not myself. I feel like when I don't work out, it is such like a mental thing for me. It, it totally transferred from physical to mental over the years where it's like I feel so much better, even if I'm there for 15 minutes doing an ab workout after I leave, my whole perspective is so different. So I think it it is going to transfer when we are back into, yes, I don't need to, but I, I want to. Like I, ha I have the opportunity to when I didn't before and now I'm motivated to go because, you know, we didn't always have that opportunity. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for true confessions of a fitness instructor, right? We we look the part and, and you yeah. know, I was talking with, um, you know, another one of our guests, Colleen, and we were talking about, you know, what people see on Instagram and the face of it. But, you know, even as a professional, there are days where we need to push ourselves, you know, it's, mm -hmm. we're human. And, um, yeah, but we do get those non-negotiables. So one of yours, your biggest self-care piece is, is that, is that workout? Um, you had mentioned that you jumped into teaching. We didn't know each other. You weren't even taking our classes. So that was your freshman year. And right away I threw to the wolves because we had just started a bar program and I was like, I need you. We need you to teach yeah. like you're doing it. Um, normally we coddle them a little bit more. We do a little, a nice, beautiful mentor process. So we want everyone to feel that they're ready. And not that I didn't want 
Carly to feel that, but I needed her. So selfish, <laughs> just put her out there, but I knew she could do it. But what, um, what I want to just backtrack on a little bit is even though that was your first taste of sort of fitness and fitness classes with us, you had a passion for, I'm going to say wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, although you were business minded and you came to Quinnipiac with this business mind, your Instagram, for example, at the time, you already had that. And that's Cooking with Carl. Cooking with Carl, yes. Yeah. Cooking with Carl was born uh, my junior year of high school, I believe, okay. maybe more. So it really has come full circle. I look back my first post and it's it's hilarious because I'm I'm such a perfectionist now that I'm like oh my goodness like but yeah so I I started cooking with Carl to really be a accountability kind of journal for me okay. at the time I was following um, this fitness community called Tone It Up and I do credit Tone It Up to really jumpstarting my fitness you know my health and wellness journey I should say I learned a lot about eating clean and working out. Um, it was really like my first, my OG like fitness program that I loved. So the big thing there was to start your own fitness accountability Instagram page where you could check in with other, you know, members and really stay accountable for, you know, your workouts and eating healthy and meeting all your goals. So what started off as that transitioned into really just like an outlet for me to express like my interests. You know, like you said, I was headstrong on business. I knew I always wanted to do marketing. But I also started discovering this like passion of myself for health and fitness. And I was like, maybe that's something actually I want to go in. And I, I soon learned I could do both. You know, I don't have to give up one or the other. And I can do both. So as I, you know, entered college, I was full head with three plus one business. But I was also, you know, getting up, going to the gym. I know my friends, my freshman year dorm, I had like my photo backdrop. And I would like wake up in the dorm and be taking my oatmeal pictures in the common room and everyone's like who is this crazy crazy lady here and I'm like I'm cooking with Carl and posting on my Instagram they were beautiful you would have never known you were in your dorm you know and it was, it was funny because you know all my friends freshman year like you know it was I would say I wasn't like parading cooking with Carl around in high school it wasn't the thing to do it was no one else had it you know it was kind of like my my secret little hot side you know, project. I was into lacrosse. I was playing sports and, you know, I was ready to get out of high school. And the minute I went to college, I'm like, I'm no longer, you know, that girl that's going to hide this. I was like, call me cooking. And, you know, (laughs) I went to college and I was like, I am, you know, I'm into this, I'm into that. And this is who I am. And I, you know, met so many, you know, similar people with the same interests when I got to college. And that's, I feel like really when it took off is just meeting, you know, some of my closest friends who loved health and fitness and, you know, starting QU Fit Fam. So yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Thank you. That was just my segue. So so Carly, like walking into like the involvement fair freshman year, I was like, I really want to join something that's, you know, health and fitness related because you know you go into college and you're like the food's not going to be that good you know you're going to go out and like I was so so worried I was going to lose my you know my regimen and my routine and very nervous going into college like not being able to make my own meals and so I met my dear friend Juliet who you know through one of these involvement fairs and she had also just started her own health and fitness um, club. So we kind of joined together. We became friends. We're still friends to this day and just really sharing our passion with everyone about health and fitness. And 
bringing, you know, on campus and off campus, you know, trips to aerial yoga. And it was just, it was really fun. So I feel like I definitely, you know, blossomed into health and fitness more into college when I had, you know, the opportunity to meet a a bunch of people who were interested in the same thing versus when I was in high school. And, you know, it was only me. (laughs) Yeah. But that takes, you know, that's a big step. And and college is such a transition, you know, now that you're a, you know, a very worldly grad student, um, (laughs) but you look back on that person, right. And, and college is such a transition of, you know, you're worried, like, what if, what if I can't keep my routine? What if I don't find anybody else who likes the same things I do? What if I have to be that person now that eats chicken nuggets every day and stays up Mm -hmm. too late all the time? And, um, but I love, you know, it takes that step and you went to that involvement fair with, with that mindset and, look at what's happened. I mean, and you've encouraged so many others on our campus now to do the same and to have that same voice and opportunity. Yeah. I think, I think when I went into school, the whole health and fitness, you know, industry was just about to blossom. I know like, obviously you have your experience in it with, but for my experience, you know, none of my friends growing up were like that into it. And I feel like when you, when we got into college, like everything blew up, you know, all the apps started, you know, blossoming and everyone started, you know, working out. And I felt I struggled for a long time with that balance that, you know, I was in the gym and, or I didn't want to go out on the weekends. Cause I was like, I'm going to lose, you know, all my progress in the gym. And it was definitely a struggle, but I feel like over the years I came and I found that balance where it's like, you can both, mm. you can go out with your friends, especially looking back now not that I regret not, you know, living freshman year to like your, you know, your stereotypical college freshman year. Um, I'm happy I, I was able to keep my healthy habits going into college. But now when we can't go out and we can't do these things with your friends, you look back and you're like, wow, I, I do wish I, you know, took it all in like that college experience, you know, your midnight pizzas and stuff, you know, if I could tell myself one thing freshman year, it's like eat more pizza, eat more, you know, go out more. And because college is only four years, your life is much longer. You can always, you know, have these healthy habits and stuff. And so I think it's definitely a balancing act of what you're passionate about and and still having that social life during college. But you're right. it, It it is a big transition. <laughs> it is. And um, yeah, I love that that's what you tell your your freshman self, eat more pizza. I think that's, I've seen that, right? So I've seen that, you know, you and I both follow a lot of people on Instagram, but I've definitely seen eat more cake, eat the donut, you know, and I think we do get caught up in this idea, which is great, right? We are trying to be healthy, but it is about the balance and that permission. And I think we can worry, especially many of us where we're this type A, like, this is not on my checklist today. Um, <laughs> I didn't say eat the donut on Wednesday. That's not here, right? So, um, I, I, so yeah. So I hope other people, I'm not even going to say students, but other people listening, like, it is important to treat yourself whatever that means. And we'll put pizza in quotes because it could be absolutely anything that's and, your, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your- I, think, I think also just surrounding myself with, like I said, freshman year coming in, I was following all these fitness accounts and it's, you know, this diet, this diet, this diet, Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do. And I feel like as a young girl, especially coming into college, that was almost negative on my perspective of health and wellness. And through my own trial and error, 
finding that balance was just like, you know what, I need to unfollow all of these people because, you know, I can't even go out and feel good about it anymore. I need to unfollow these accounts. I need to follow better accounts because there are such good accounts out there for people to follow that really stress, you know, a sustainable lifestyle isn't something that you should feel like you can't, that you're going to lose if you, if you do something, if you go home for the holidays and enjoy time with your friends and family and you're going to lose all your progress, that's not sustainable. And I think I learned that the hard way because I struggled for many, many years, like freshman, sophomore year doing that, you know, just that negative self-talk where it's like, you can't go out this weekend and, and, and all that. But following these new accounts and even just, you know, reiterating with myself, it's balance. It's, it's not a short, I should say, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So, you know, everything in moderation and you're also in, and that goes for both sides, you know, you can go to the gym six or seven days a week, but you're going to get burnt out eventually. And you need those days where you allow yourself to actually, and this is what I struggle with the most, to actually do nothing. I need right. to tell myself, you need to do nothing today. Your rest day should not be, you know, a five mile walk. That's not (laughs) like you rest, do nothing. Your muscles need it. Your mind needs it. And I think over time, I realized like the day after I come back from those days, I'm like, I hit my PR and it's like, I rested the day before. I'm not going go, go, go. I'm doing better because I'm treating my body better and not treating it as I need to be perfect all the time because that's just unrealistic. Yeah, it's that, you know, thank you. And I see a lot of um, similarities in the way I have thought in my fitness journey as well. And even today, true confession, right? Today's normally a day that I do a run Mm -hmm. and I woke up and it's really dark. So I have to wait till it lightens up. I don't have sidewalks in my area. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I asked Alexa and she's probably going to talk to me now, but I asked her what the temperature was and she was like, it's 16 degrees. And I was like, oh, I can't. (laughs) And then I had this dialogue in my head of, Maybe you could do something else. Maybe you could do this. What if you, and I was like, it's okay to just not run. Like, I don't like, I'm not going to crumble. The world's not going to end if I don't run on my running day. And, and so here I am, I've been a professional in the industry for 26 years. I've worked on this. I talk about it. Right. And I still have to talk myself off that same, you know, it's okay to do nothing ledge, the, the finding the balance. You really do. And like you said, even as like, seasoned fitness professionals still struggle with that, that mind, that mind game. Like, am I not doing this? Like, am I, am I falling behind? And, and even following these accounts that, you know, posted like, Oh, rest day, I'm drinking, I'm drinking, I'm eating whatever I want. For some reason, that validation that it was okay to see, to see other people doing that honestly triggered that in me. And I was like, you know what, my feed is so you know, salad, salad, salad. And I remember it was probably like years ago, not years ago, maybe a year or two ago. I'm like, I'm not truly, you know, once I started allowing myself to have that balance, it's like, I want my followers to also know that I have that balance. So I, you know, I started posting like, when I get pizza, I post my pizza too with my salads. And it, it, you know, it doesn't seem like such a big deal, but you don't know who, you know, who's watching. And, you know, there could be a girl going into college just like I was thinking, you know, all these fitness professionals and influencers, you know, they eat perfect all the time, seeing that, you know, they also have balance. It's, it's, you don't know what that is going to affect someone else and, you know, how that's going to help them achieve their balance as well. So I think it's, it's really important to reflect 
that, you know, not just have a highlight reel on Instagram and just really show like your real true, you know, what you're doing, because that could help someone else, you know, achieve like their sustainable lifestyle as well. I think it's super important to show. Yeah. uh, A friend of mine, um, who my listeners will hear and get to meet this mm-hmm. season. She hasn't been on yet. Um, but we talk about, you know, raw, being raw, keeping it real and being authentic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're speaking to. And it is important that another young female looking at you like, oh, Carly's got it all together and look at her. And I, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and again, you do, but like there is also the day and you already said it, the day where you're the, you let yourself be that super stressed person and you're like, talk me off the ledge, dad, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that's real, you know, and we do, we do need to see more real because the, the reels, the other reels in quotes are not always showing that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you have your fitness as an outlet and obviously Mm -hmm. you're super busy with a lot of things, but what else, (laughs) what else is encompassing, I guess, self-care for you? What else do you treat yourself to or other ways that you seek that replenishment that, that we all need? Yeah, um, I think the the time when I look back, because I'm going to be honest, I've gotten away from it. But I feel like the times that I've most been in tune with myself and listening to my body and doing that self care is my mornings where I wake up and I'm a big coffee gal. I can never go a day without my coffee. Um, and I, I really do enjoy just having a slow morning. And when I say slow morning, it could be 10 minutes, it could be 15 minutes where I just sit down, I drink my coffee and I journal. And I've always been a journaler. I might get away from it for a few days or even sometimes weeks and months, but I always come back to it. And I find that when I do come back to it and I do set that time in the morning where I, you know, you can just reflect, light a candle you know, do, do that thing for you, set your goals, reflect. I feel so much better throughout the rest of the day where it's like, I set that time to get everything I'm anxious about, worried about, or happy or excited about off my chest. I write it down and I feel like I have such a clear and focused mind going into the rest of the day. And, and I'm a big, you know, believer in manifestation. So I I always like to write down, you know, what I'm, what I'm working towards, what I want in the future. I like to have like, a short term and a long term kind of plan, even if it's even if it's not gonna, you know, exactly go that way, just that, you know, I'm planning for something, I have a little bit of an idea of what I want to do right now is helpful for me. And I and I, I have actually a book my friend gave me a couple years ago, actually, that I still keep on and it's called two minute mornings. And you, you open it up. And it's one thing you want to let go of for the day, a few things you're grateful for, and then three things you want to focus on. And I think even if you don't have time to journal, even if you don't have this book, that's such a simple, you know, regimen to wake up to. And you know, you're letting go of something. So if you're anxious or worried about something, you can write it down and let it go. I think that's an amazing just mental, you know, you know, focus, reset for yourself, and then three things you want to focus on. So you could have tens thousands of things to do in that day, but your three things that you're really going to focus on and prioritize. I think it's an awesome tool and it, it has helped me a lot. I love that. Yeah. Because even without the book, that's so simple, right? So it simple. Is, it's just a little form, but yeah. So- on your own. And, and I love it. I really do love it. It's like, you know, we talk about having, doing a gratitude journal or what that would look like, and we don't have to actually write it down. We, we certainly can think it, but Mm -hmm. you know, this, you know, starting your day with this idea, because for many people, we wake up 
with that sense of anxiety of what we have to do and get done. So if you can right away think about, okay, I need to get rid of these things. Like this is not yeah. going to serve me. And then I can yeah. focus on, on these other ideas. That's, exactly. that's like, fabulous. Out of sight, out of mind. So I, I, you know, I'm worried about this exam today. I write it down. I'm letting go of that anxiety. And then my focus is on, you know, what do I need to do to best prepare for this exam? What do I need to do to prepare for this class? What do I need to do? You know, am I teaching today? Like today, I, I, I know I had, a, this is my day off. And I was like, I can't, or partial because I teach today. But I was like, I, you know, what am I going to do with these hours? Like for me, because it's my day off, I can do whatever I want. Do I want to go to the gym? Maybe I want to go to the gym. Maybe I don't. Maybe I want to go to the grocery store. Who knows? <laughs> Um, and that's up to me to decide. But if I focus on what I need to do, what I will be, what I want to do so I can, you know, focus on other things, that's great. Yeah. So that's a really yeah. nice little tidbit. I love that. I'm going to try yeah. to put that into a workshop or two. Um, yeah, I think that's, I yeah, I think that's like just easy to start putting into your day. And, and I also appreciate what you said that you might not journal or you might not do it every day, but it is a habit that you go back to. And I think that's just a reminder too. It's just like me saying, oh my God, it's Thursday. I didn't run. It's like, oh my God, I didn't journal today. Like what's going to happen? No, like. It's fine. It's, it's fine. always going to be there. And I think that, that I do feel better when I am. And I think so when you don't do it, you, you, you think about it, you're like, wow, I really do enjoy doing that. And that is something for me. And I'm going to try to incorporate that maybe three days a week, five days a week, or if it's every day, if you can do that, but if, you know, if it slips away, it's, you know, you have tomorrow. And I think that that's a, a lesson for everything. If you don't get your workout done today, do it tomorrow. There's always, there's always a new day. There's obviously not enough hours in the day to do everything. So don't beat yourself up over not doing something. Yeah. I mean, um, that definitely happens. We can look at New Year's, right? Because we're close to the start of the year. And if somebody falls off the wagon, whatever that resolution, we could just pick going to the gym. The second they don't do it, the resolution goes into the trash instead of just saying like, okay, I missed three days, but you know what? Today's a new day and I'm going to start again. And we we often forget that. So that's a valuable piece of, of wisdom that we need to remember. I think exactly. I think for me, what I used to be like, you know what, everything starts new on Monday, let's do it. Like Monday is the day, Monday is the beginning of the week, it's a fresh start or the beginning of the year is a fresh start. And I've totally trans transitioned into why not just start today or tomorrow, like you don't need to, and you're already two steps ahead by Monday, if it's the weekend, even if you're Friday night, you go out Saturday morning, you have a fresh day right there. And you're already two days in by Monday, why wait? <laughs> right. You know? You don't. You don't need to wait. You can do small things. You can. You can set yourself up. You don't need to wait just because you know one day. You know there's there's other days to work on it. So I, I like that. Oh my goodness. Um. Uh, you, you again. We know you have a lot going on. Is there <laughs> anything that you've noticed you've had to say no to recently? And are you are you good at that or not? Because I do know you take on a lot. And now you're in. So as we approach the semester, she's going to be mentoring some new students and, yeah. you know, she has classes again. And, you know, it's just not that mentoring is that much outside of the yeah. teaching realm, but it's just another thing to think about. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. So do you say no? How, how good are you at that? Do you have to? Um, so I, that's probably something I need to work on is saying no. Um, Cause I love at first glance, even like with my friends, I'm like, yeah, let's do something like tonight. And then by tonight comes and I'm like, wait, I'm tired. 
I'm like, and thanks, thankfully, my friends like understand me. They're like, yeah, we know you have all these big ideas. Like, let's do all this. And then by the time comes, you're like, you know what? It's probably best if we like, you know, don't do that. But yeah, it sounded great um, at 7 a.m. And now. <laughs> exactly. So I think for saying no, I, I do think about, you know, opportunities a lot. I know I would love to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, but for me, and that comes back to my dad, you know, are you taking on too much? He'll, he'll ask me. I'm like, you know what? No, but yeah, <laughs> I am. I don't want you to worry. But yeah, sometimes I do take on too much. And I think genuinely I want to, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, you're like, you know what, Carly, if it's a good opportunity, it will come again. If you can't take it right now, it's meant to be. I think everything happens for a reason at the time and place. And I think if it's not, best for you at the moment, something better might come, um, something better that will work out better. Um, for example, you know, I did two business internships last year and I, and I loved them and I came into this semester and I'm like, you know what, it's my last semester. Do I really want to be, you know, on my days off from school? So I'm fortunate to only have classes two days a week this semester and I'm like, so on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do I really want to be stressed out about, you know, logging into Zoom, you know, doing something where I'm I'm not getting that in-person experience? And do I really want to be stressed out to that extent? And I, I took a look back and I was like, you know what, this isn't going to set me back. I, I have the internships, you know, they're going to be there in the future. And I'm going to take a step back and do something I enjoy, which is nannying. I, I always was nannying in high school. I loved it. Um, I, it's a, you know, pretty easy job. I can get, you know, I go on walks during the day. I love it. And it's, it's really been such a a reset for me to just take a break and it has allowed me. So things I wanted to say yes to was looking for a new internship because I know I could find one. I know I could go back to ones I've done in the past and I know it could be great. I know it could be awesome, but is that the best thing for me right now? And I have to come back and say no. And I am so glad looking back, I said no, and I'm doing this instead because now I can teach more classes during the week and really, you know, and mentor these new students that are coming in before I leave for good, which is so sad, but I want, I thought I'm thinking long-term and I'm like, I don't want, you know, I don't want goodbye Eliza to, you know, go down. I want someone to keep it going and that's what I need to do. And, and I think it worked out for the best. Wow. Yeah. I mean, saying no is really hard. And I think (laughs) when we are the type of people that we, we look for the opportunity, we're go-getters, you know, and I say we, cause I see a lot of, you know, again, we're, we're similar and it is Mm -hmm. hard to then be like, ah, you know, I, I took on a few projects this year because I thought, okay. And then in the middle of it, I was like, what am I doing? Like, and I couldn't back out at that point. And, and not that I didn't want to do it, right? It's not for the lack of wanting. It's just, it starts to take over. And so it, it was just a moment of me saying just exactly what you've said. So I, appreciate your wisdom um, as a, as you know, a young woman, because I think it's important. We sometimes think that opportunity won't come. I had that experience with my daughter when she was looking at jobs and she was like, I got offered this job. What do you think? And, you know, we hashed it out and I said, but she wanted to go abroad. This was it. And she said, what do I say to them? And I said, we'll see if they'll defer it, you know? And, and if not, she said, well, what if they won't? I said, you only have one chance to, to go and live somewhere else and to do this experience because once you start work, you know, you'll get your week off here and there, but it'll be different. 
you will have more opportunities, right? You will have more opportunities. But if this is the thing that's making your heart sing, driving you forward, like, you know, and it was just going back and forth with that and hashing it out and that realization that there, there will be more there. Uh, it's not going to be just that one chance. Yeah. And, and those opportunities to turn into different, same opportunities, but different, you know, the way you carry it out. I know for me going into the summer, I had, you know, my dream internship lined up. It was California. I was moving there for the summer. It was going to be a great experience. And obviously this pandemic turned, you know, into very serious. And I was very worried that, you know, a lot of the interns that were coming in were already located on the West Coast. So it wasn't that big of a deal for them. And I'm, and I, I had an honest conversation with my dad. I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this, especially going into not knowing what was next. We hadn't already moved remote. It was still up in the air. And I was very worried I was going to get out there and it was going to turn remote. And I was paying for, you know, an experience that I wasn't even getting. So I made the honest decision to, you know, reach out and say, you know what, I am so excited about this opportunity. But for me at this point, I can't move out there knowing that this could all be and with an honest conversation with my recruiting director, she was like, you know what, it's you're working from home in Boston where we'd love to still have you. And I was so ecstatic about that, that I just spoke up and I said, listen, this isn't working for me right now. And what do you know, a week later, everyone's remote. It's all working out for the best. And I'm so glad that I, that things worked out for the best in that case, but it wasn't the opportunity I thought, but it ended up being the best experience over the summer you know, you save money, (laughs) you're not doing what you thought you were going to be doing, you're getting that experience, obviously, a little bit different than you thought, but everything I think works out eventually for the best and what you need at that time. Yeah, that's such a great story. Um, Many of us felt that, right? You're like, especially in the middle of the pandemic, what do I do? Do I relocate my life? And what will happen? And I don't feel comfortable. and, And also, it is a financial thing, right? So if I'm not getting any return on my investment and I'm holed up in some apartment with nobody and I can't go out uh, and I'm still working remote, that's putting me backwards, right? So yeah, that was great that you were able to assess that. Um, I have one, one last question that kind of feeds off the saying no. And I like to ask this of all of my guests. So if you uh, (laughs) could just have a little thought about, um, how are you at being a good friend to yourself? Uh, that has that relationship has definitely changed throughout the years. I think earlier on, not just in my fitness journey, I was definitely more of a critic to myself. And I realized very, not very quickly, I should say, but I always knew, you know, you're never going to get where you need to go when you're not motivating and talking to yourself like you would your friend. You, you come into that realization, you're like, would you ever speak to your friend the way you're talking to yourself right now? Would you beat themselves? Would you beat your friend up for not going to the gym that day? Or, you know, not doing as well on that exam as you thought. And I think, I think over time, you realize if you're not motivated by yourself, and you don't have that honest conversation with yourself that where what you're doing is enough, what you're going to be doing is enough, you know, and just having that honest conversation, you're not going to get where you need to be. So I think that that's that first step is to realize the sooner you talk to yourself, you know, kinder and give yourself more grace and all that stuff, you know, everything else falls into place. So I think that that's working. It's, it's a work in progress. 
but it, we're getting there. <laughs> I love it. No, that's such a, a, a beautiful reminder. Because I say, you know, I feel like I've been working on it my whole life, you know, and I mm-hmm. definitely think yeah. there's moments where we're better and moments where we completely forget. But to be able to recognize that, right, at the start of your journey into, you know, being a professional and, and adulting, you know, as you leave college and being a young woman out in that and the field and, and, you know, making a name for yourself, that's such a huge step up to already see that like, girl, you've got to motivate yourself. And it all starts with you and, you know, what you think of yourself and how you're going to, how you're going to talk to yourself. So yeah, I think that's very important. We are often our harshest critic. (laughs) We really are. We really are. And I think that that's where it starts, you know, changing that mindset. Yeah. Awesome. So beautiful. Carly, you are definitely full of nice little tips for our for our guests. I hope we have a lot of younger women listening to this podcast so they can be inspired and um you know, take some lessons because that that's life, right? And we also learn from the lesson. So we've done something it hasn't worked and we've moved on, but it's really nice when we've been the critic and we can say, "Hey, listen, this isn't going to serve you." And and helping someone along the way, which I I know you are so good at. You've been so good on campus and I just also want to thank you because you you said like you want to keep Kick It by Eliza alive in our program. And so that's one of the things that I love so much about our fitness program that we have. The instructors, all of my young professionals teaching are incredible. And they are so good at mentoring and turning around and helping somebody else because of how they feel about the program. And to me, that's been the most rewarding piece. It's not that people come to fitness. It's not that we have great classes and great. It's that community and that, that attitude that you just displayed of, I need to keep this going for this, you know, for the sake of our community. So, so thank you for being a part of that. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, giving me the opportunity to share what, you know, I came to you, what that in the email, Hey, I just took a class. I want to teach it here. I'm going to get certified. Can I do it? And you're like, do it. And, and it works out. And you know what? I, it's like my little baby. Like I love it, and I hope it continues. And I hope the instructors or instructors to be they have their students who go on to get it, you know certified, and it, it stays because I, I do think Kick It by Eliza is you know by far one of my favorite programs just because of its you know empowering women to you know build that community and and really just share um, their passion with each other. So I love that. And thank you for that opportunity to bring it to Quinnipiac. And, and it's, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, that's what college is for, right? Opportunities. So I, I appreciate how much you've taken advantage of that in such a great way. Like you've done a lot from starting a club organization, you know, which inspires and it was your passion, but it inspires other people and creates that community that you need to teaching and bringing us something new. And yeah, just, you know, just being a friend and mentor to the the younger students on campus. So we appreciate all that you've done. And I am excited not to lose you, but I'm excited as you do move on to see where you go and how you meld your business and your fitness passions together, because I know that they will be interconnected and I I'm excited for that and and what lies ahead for you. Oh, thank you so much. I am too. I'm excited to see where, 
this four years of you know life experience helps me and where it brings me next so you know I couldn't have done it without those opportunities like you said I, it really did set me up for success later on so I'm very excited as well thank you for all of your self-care tips and your time and we're ready to rock this semester we still have a semester together so we're going to do this we do we do and I'm excited to finish strong and and make it the best semester so and, I'm very excited. and stay in person we hope Yes, in person for as long as you can't cross my fingers. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Carly. Yeah, absolutely. My sincere thanks, listeners, for tuning in to Living Well While Living Online and for listening to the wisdom of Carly Bowersacks. And so next week, I am going to plant a little seed that we will be traveling to Ecuador to meet with one of my dear, dear friends, Janine Mongardini, and just such an authentic conversation about being fearless, about having hope, and also just the beauty of nature and all that Ecuador does bring. So I'm hoping you will come back next week for the next episode. In the meantime, Living Well While Living Online is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. And I'd like to also give a big thank you to the team, Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, Heather Popovics on social media, and thank you to Scott Holmes for the theme music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And you can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QU Podcasts. Also, feel free to send us an email at QUPodcasts at QU.edu. So until next week, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend. <laughs>